Hello, 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 and welcome. It's Dr. Barry here for another episode of the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. This podcast is really designed to kind of bring you some of the latest topics in the health and wellness arena. We're going to really dive deep into some interesting info today. Today's topic is going to be about HIV and the STD landscape currently right now, especially in America. We're going to really break down some of the latest things regarding HIV. There's even some news about a potential cure, as well as just kind of review some of these STDs that are kind of potentially making a comeback. So we're going to really talk deep about some of these STDs and really what you need to do to protect yourself, what you need to know about things that are out there now, and really the best way to ensure that you're living your best life. You know what I'm saying? So again, it's Dr. Barry here. We got a word from our sponsors. They're going to come back and really dive deep. Stay tuned. Hello, it's Dr. B here again. Thank you for tuning in to the Health and Wealth Collection Podcast. If you want to catch up with me or have any questions for me or any of my staff, please reach out to us at our email, drberryhealth at gmail.com. Again, that's spelled D-R-B-A-R-R-Y-H-E-A-L-T-H at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We have cool articles we're posting regularly, links to the show, and all other cool information that you may want to be interested in checking out. It's at www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. Again, www.facebook.com backslash next level weight loss. Also, Instagram is um, where I'm at quite frequently and would love for you to engage me there as well. Please follow me at Instagram at Dr. Barry MD. That's spelled D R B A R Y M D. And again, last but not least, you can also check us out on the World Wide Web. Our blog, www.controlyourweight.com. Again, that's spelled www.c O N T R O L Y O U R numeral 8.com. And there we post a lot of cool articles as well as links to the show and other interesting information that we come across. Again, thanks for tuning in to the Health and Wellness Connection Podcast. And don't forget, Afro Vibes Radio is where we're streaming this every Thursday, 4 p.m. Central Standard Time. Again, thanks for checking in. Now stay tuned for the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. It's Dr. Barry here again. Thank you for joining us for today's show. Now, today's show, it kind of came to me, I guess, one day I was at work. You know, I'll tell you guys by night, I'm in the ER doc. So, I was working, and, you know, and I was talking to some folks there, and I ran to a patient who wanted um, an evaluation done. So we were talking. He was telling me how, you know, he was a little concerned because his new partner, apparently, that he had been intimate with, that, uh, you know, he wasn't sure what was going on because he recently started having some symptoms. He really had some, you know, burning with the urination. He was worried he was getting some. So we were really talking and I was asking him so about himself and what he'd been up to as well as his partner. And I specifically asked him, so tell me, what do you know about your partner's sexual history? Uh, since you're having unprotected sex, what is, you know, her history? Has she been active? Has she, get, has she gotten tested? Has she had any illnesses recently? He's flat out said, man, I have no idea what's going on with her. I, I don't even ask. I was like, hold on, you don't even ask. What do you mean you don't ask? So you're not concerned about who your partner may or may not be sleeping with or what she's been exposed to? I mean, are you at all worried about your health? He was like, yeah, I'm worried about my health, but, you know, I didn't want to, you know, ask. I thought it'll be too personal. You know, I don't want to really get into her and start an argument. 
And I was like, wow. So are people now embarrassed to ask about someone that they're having unprotected sex with? So I really had to lecture him about potentially, you know, how dangerous what he was doing was. And, you know, if you're going to have protected, unprotected sex with your partner, you have to be very clear with them and really get into the history, make sure they're healthy, make sure they're not potentially spreading illnesses or potentially can spread illness. And better yet, you should probably get tested as a couple before you even go that route. But, you know, I know not everyone's not ready for that, but you really have to understand what's going on with your sexual, your your partner's sexual history. And so that, that kind of let me kind of really start doing some digging regarding the, the rates and the um, the overall prevalence of STDs and everything else and kind of led to this, this today's show. So um, really, I want to kind of talk about, you know, a couple of things. First off, you know, STDs are unfortunately uh, making a comeback. Um, it's sad because, you know, we were making great progress in the 90s and early 2000s. Um, I think the campaigns were being very effective regarding um, awareness regarding STD treatment and prevention. But for some reason, uh, for, you know, that could be a whole show in itself. STDs have been on the rise. Now, there was a recent report um, that came out in 2017 regarding STDs and it kind of really kind of delved deep into this topic. And we actually talked about this on a show last year, um, but there have been some updates. And unfortunately, it seems like the prevalence of various STDs are still are still out there. And so, um, you know, what's concerning is that STDs are on the rise and people are kind of getting more promiscuous. And it seems like the messages regarding safe sex and everything else has not really been as loud as they were in the past. And that may be leading to an increase in, um, in bad behavior. So I think it's important that we kind of, you know, continue to spread the message regarding, you know, safe sex, as well as knowledge of these illnesses and, you know, what could be going on. So let's talk about the first, you know, the one that has always been on everyone's minds and what's been recently in the news today. And that is HIV. Now, HIV, also known as the human immunodeficiency virus, is a virus that causes the HIV infection. Now, the HIV infection is actually an infection that affects your immune system, specifically your T cells. It actually destroys them so they don't, are not able to function. These T cells are really critical for fighting various infections and illnesses, especially illnesses involving bacteria and viruses and so forth. So if you don't have an effective immune system, you can really die very easily. So this has been a very devastating illness for obvious reasons. And that being said, there's been a, an immense push for the past 20 years to help find a cure. And that's obviously been going on with the help of many, um, you know, excellent researchers all over the world. Um, so we'll talk about this potential cure here in a, me- in, a, in a minute, but let's talk more about just the basis so people can be sure that they're kind of understanding what's going on with HIV in general. Now, HIV, you know, once, you know, it affects the immune system, it can cause the syndrome known as AIDS. And that is um, the condition that essentially results in you having a very weakened immune system, therefore causing significant uh, weakening of your body's ability to function, which ultimately can be very deadly. So the cure, the cure is always involved not allowing the body to enter into the AIDS state and minimizing the effect of the virus. So because of this, many treatments have been designed to help reduce what we call the viral load. Now, the most successful treatment and the consider the most easy treatment to take because the thing about the HIV regimens that have been designed, um, which are really designed to stop the virus from replicating, um, these treatments have had a lot of side effects. And that's kind of 
led to patients not being compliant and uh, people not, you know, really getting the virus under control, leading to various illnesses, including AIDS. Um, and so they've developed um, what we call now antiretroviral therapy, also known as ART. Now, people who are on this antiretroviral therapy, or ART, are able to really hamper the virus's production capabilities, resulting in very low viral loads, and people are actually able to have a normal and healthy life. Now, with HIV, because of the way the virus works, it's a very sophisticated virus. It's able to mold and shape its way and dodge normal detection by the body's immune systems. Um, now, with these medications, it's really able to disrupt the virus's ability to function and therefore reducing its effectiveness or its, its ability to infect the body and cause issues. Now, of course, HIV is typically spread when it gets into your, your body via bodily fluids. So blood, semen, pre-seminal fluid, vaginal fluids, rectal fluids, breast milk, all of these are potential carriers of HIV. Now, when you spread HIV from one person to the next, that's what we call HIV transmission. Um, you know, this can spread through partners, engaging in sexual intercourse, um, especially um, high-risk sexual intercourse like anal intercourse, one of the, the most efficient ways HIV can be spread from person to person. Um, of course, sharing needles is also another easy way to spread HIV viruses from one person to the next. So things that are potentially what we consider high-risk activities like sharing IV drug needles, having anal sex especially, or vaginal sex with someone who has HIV without using protection can be very dangerous. And uh, there's things you can do to help prevent transmission if you are in a relationship with a partner who has HIV. Um, there's actually been a lot of success with antiretroviral therapy in these patients. And, uh, you know, it's really cannot be understated how important it is if you are an HIV patient to take your medication regularly. Medications like Truvada have been now extremely effective in controlling the HIV viral load and can be taken simply um, and with very easy regimens. And uh, if you're out there, you know, having intercourse with partners and you're not, quote unquote, tied down, uh, if you will, you want to make sure you're using protection with anyone you come in contact with, especially if it means you're going to potentially come in contact with the other person's bodily fluids. So it cannot be stressed how important it is to use condoms and to use your medication regularly if you're an HIV patient. Now, the thing about HIV that's kind of made it recur or I would say uh, reoccur in the news today is that there's been some new breakthroughs in, in um, the whole HIV kind of situation. Now, people who are familiar with the condition of HIV or the, sorry, the, the way HIV is being treated, it's been difficult to get the HIV virus to completely be eradicated from the body. We can control the load, meaning reduce the levels of the virus to low enough levels where it's essentially non-functional. But unfortunately, if someone were to stop taking their medication, the retroviral therapy, the, med, the virus would then resurge and start to replicate and then be back at high levels. So it's never been truly considered a cure. It's just more a way to control the medication. Now, apparently um, there's been a, a case of a patient who has been off their antiretroviral therapy for now 18 months and um, they're considered what they were what they're considered a uh, a cured HIV patient 
Now, this patient is called the London patient, apparently, because this is where the research on this patient was, was performed. Um, and now this patient is a little unique because what happened here is that this patient who had HIV was being treated with antiretroviral therapy. Apparently, apparently due to, during the treatment, the patient sustained a, a cancer. Um, yes, the patient was diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, and so the patient was on ART, developed Hodgkin lymphoma, then underwent treatment for Hodgkin lymphoma. Underwent treatment for Hodgkin's lymphoma, which did involve what they call hematopoietic cell transplant. This is actually a way they can um, replace someone's bone marrow who doesn't appear to be functioning. And that's kind of the problem with lymphoma, is that the bone marrow starts to overproduce certain cells, and which causes problems. Um, and also, the bone marrow is where white blood cells are typically made, uh, or at least the, the, the progenitors are. So it's a very important part of the body, and if you are able to control the kind of cells that are developed in there, you can potentially reduce the ability for the body to cause harm. Or if this, that area is a source of the issue, like an HIV, where the T cells are being destroyed and so forth, you can then create new cells that are potentially immune to the HIV virus. And that is actually what was done. They actually gave a patient who had this Hodgkin lymphoma, who was getting a bone, a bone marrow transplant, a particular transplant that actually had um, bone marrow that had a genetic mutation, cells that were genetically uh, altered so that they had a defect in the receptor that the HIV virus binds to, which in a nutshell, in more simplistic um, language, the new cells that the bone marrow produced could not be attacked by the HIV virus. So um, these patients, um, the patient who received the new bone marrow had these brand new HIV immune cells, now their immune system is fine, HIV is irrelevant, and now they were able to get off their retroviral therapy. So this is technically a cure, but now the problem is that this patient had to go through chemotherapy, had to go through total body radiation, um, had actually had to have multiple bone marrow trans transplants because transplants are very, very intense procedures, um, potentially dangerous, it's like a 15% mortality rate. So nothing you just want to do casually. So... Um, you know, you want to be very careful. And so the thing with bone marrow transplants, they're very intense. So, um, you know, you want to be kind of, you can't really use them on anyone casually. I think it's a little easier to take a pill than to go through aggressive radiation and chemotherapy. So, but the patient did um, get a kind of a brand new working bone marrow, which was able to withstand HIV virus infections, which led to the patient essentially being cured. So, not a cure in a traditional sense, but definitely um, a technical cure nonetheless. That being said, um, this probably won't be used on regular people, but there does show some signs that this receptor um, area could be an effective way to treat people with a less aggressive or less, you know, um, dramatic uh, methodology. So, yeah, um, so, yeah, so that's the HIV thing is definitely something that we're going to be looking at closely. Um, we actually are at the first break, so we're going to pause here. Um, we're going to come back after the commercial break, really get a little more info regarding HIV, and then talk about some of these other things that are popping up regarding some of these other um, STDs that are potentially recurring or getting more prevalent, unfortunately. So let's talk about that after the break. In the meantime, I'll be back. Hello, hello, hello. I am back. It's Dr. Barry here again. 
Thank you for returning back to chat with us on the Health and Wellness Connection podcast. This week, we're talking about STDs and HIV and just kind of what's going on on the scene regarding these illnesses and what are some of the new changes, what are some of the new developments, and whether or not, you know, we got to, you know, reevaluate how we're looking at these illnesses. And so we're, we're talking about HIV and how apparently, you know, someone's been cured. It's called, they're calling them the London patient because they actually have been able to be off their antiretroviral therapy for about 18 months now. And essentially, these patients have been given new bone marrows because they actually were given a bone marrow transplant, which involved them getting new cells that actually had an ability to block HIV viruses from infecting them. So um, pretty slick um, um, engineering here. This actually came out of Harvard, um, Dr. Jonathan Lee. Uh, one of the faculties who was involved in this. And so it's definitely showing some promise as a potential way to potentially attack this virus in a more sophisticated way so that maybe, you know, one day we can uh, make a pill form of this um, effect so that we can, you know, be even closer to a true cure of the HIV virus. So now HIV is not the only STD out there that's causing uh, uh, waves, unfortunately. Uh, Apparently, Old school illnesses like syphilis and um, and gonorrhea are coming back with a vengeance. I know that uh, apparently um, it's been trendy of the, of late to uh, go back and get some of these old school vibes, like uh, people, the hipster movement is, is you know going back to the old school uh, movements of yesteryear. And apparently, this is going on as well in the sexual uh, STD world. People are, are yearning back for these old school infections, like syphilis and gonorrhea because for some reason they're back and they're resurging so um syphilis is one of those illnesses that's been around literally for hundreds of years Uh, there's been (laughs) descriptions of syphilis throughout history um it's believed um leo tolstoy uh, vladimir lenin adolf hitler al capone Idi Amin, all of them have had syphilis so syphilis is definitely nothing new But for some reason, um, I guess uh, Americans or or people in the recent studies want that old thing back. And uh, rates have been rising as of late. Now, before we get into the details of of, of these rates, let's talk about what syphilis is. Because some people, you know, kind of old school, they're not really familiar with it. But unfortunately, it's been, uh, you know, popping its head here and there. So syphilis is a sexually transmitted disease. Um, It actually starts typically with a small, painless canker sore that can be on your skin anywhere really but commonly on your penis vagina anus mouth where areas where there's contact to them. that's kind of how it spreads initially um so when you have um you know vaginal anal or oral sex with someone who has a syphilis canker um and it gets into your bloodstream through your skin or mucous membranes actually so you can contact them, touch it casually or there's a mucous membrane it's even easier but it'll get into the bloodstream and can result in the syphilis infection with the actual syphilis organism this thing can now spread to your bloodstream develop cause all sorts of problems and it can actually affect you systemically um syphilis is one of those illnesses that can be relatively painless when you initially get it but if not treated can cause really catastrophic issues um and similar to HIV, it can also be spread um, from parent to child during childbirth or breastfeeding. 
Now, syphilis, again, if left untreated, can get very complex and cause really severe um, damage to multiple organs throughout the body. So, thankfully, syphilis is very easy to treat. Um, Well, let me say this. It's very easy to treat if you catch it early. Um, Syphilis, early on, especially if you have a little canker sore, painless sore uh, on your body, you've noticed you've developed after an episode of intercourse. A simple shot of penicillin will usually take care of that, and you usually be okay. Now, if you wait, unfortunately, and uh, you don't get the canker sore treated, it then spreads to your systemic um, blood system and causes what we call secondary and tertiary syphilis, which is when it really causes all sorts of destructive tumors to form throughout the body. You get severe joint problems. You can even become paralyzed from um, nerve damage caused by the syphilis spirochete organisms. Then it's a lot more serious treatment. You're going to be hospitalized long-term, antibiotics and so forth. So you definitely don't want to get to that point. Um, people who, um, you know, have intercourse with somebody who potentially um, have syphilis need to definitely just get to the nearest medical uh, practitioner and uh, try to get a uh, quick treatment. Um, people are even treated for syphilis exposure, um, but you definitely can be screened as well to screen for any kind of systemic symptoms of the syphilis virus. So it's very important that if you're out here having intercourse, you're protecting yourself the same way you protect yourself with LSTDs. If you're a man, use condoms. If you're a female, um, there are female condoms available and ensure your partner uses condoms either one to help minimize the transfer of these potentially infectious organisms so um now the problem with syphilis as far as now it seems that um syphilis rates like i said earlier are actually going up apparently um 2.3 million people were reported to have syphilis um in 2017 which is actually higher than the record um that was set in 2016 and then beat almost 200,000 uh, people so you know unfortunately the rates of this illness are going, are going up and it seems like it could be from a lack of awareness to you know decrease in safe sex practices um, and it's something that definitely needs to be um, you know noted so um, and they're saying syphilis has actually went up you know 76% since 2003 so it's a pretty significant bump um, as far as the rates of syphilis and, and people, you know, definitely need to be aware of that so they can hopefully, you know, recognize symptoms and get treatment once they've detected said symptoms. Now, another um, STD that's unfortunately on the rise is gonorrhea. Now, gonorrhea is another um, sex transmitted disease that uh, is composed of a bacterium that can cause significant damage to genitalia and as well as systemic organs if left untreated. Um, gonorrhea is typically spread um via sexual intercourse from uh, really anyone, male to woman, woman to male, male to male. Just something that can be easily spread if you're gauging in um, anal, oral, um, um, or sexual contact with another individual. Um, now, gonorrhea is one of those illnesses that, you know, can also be carried more commonly in women just because women can carry the infection and not have a significant amount of symptoms early on. Um, men also... Um, can of course get it, but they think it's symptoms pretty quickly. So uh, many men who usually get it are usually seeking treatment urgently because the pain and discomfort can be quite intense. Um, the same actually thing typically happens in chlamydia patients as well. Uh, chlamydia is another bacterium that can cause sexually transmitted um, diseases, and uh, people uh, tend to you know spread it the same way. And 
All these illnesses, unfortunately, because they're associated with unprotected sex, we haven't been seeing a dramatic rise in. So gonorrhea actually is one of those illnesses that um, was on the downward slope for a while, but it's actually gone up. They're saying more than 4% um, in, in its prevalence since 2013. So unfortunately, you know, with these illnesses, um, there seems to be a rise in most of the, the prevalence of these illnesses. And a lot of it, we believe, is because of lack of awareness. So I just want to stress how important it is that if you're out there having intercourse, you're out there, you know, running, quote unquote, running the streets, you're making sure you're doing your best to protect yourself because you don't want to be out here getting in trouble um, because you decided to put your genitalia on the roulette wheel of life. And so just be safe, be aware, and above all, be smart because, you know, you only have one body. You want to take care of it. So, yeah, so one thing that I was, I came across a funny story. I was doing some research for this show. And one of the ways you could easily actually get in trouble about these illnesses, if you're not fully evaluating your partners before engaging in sexual intercourse, uh, meaning like, I know a lot of people like when they're, you know, talking about intercourse, the issue of lights on being or lights off is always a big debate. I'm a big proponent of lights on because you want to see what's going on. Like a lot of these illnesses, like herpes, you have sometimes a painful rash. If the lights are on, you may be able to see that and potentially avoid an exposure. So herpes, I mean, sorry, um, syphilis is actually a painless canker sore. So if you can do a quick eval and see a large canker, you can say, hey, what's going on here? Maybe we should get checked out. Why don't we hold off on sex and treat ourselves and potentially save a life? So don't be ashamed of looking at your partner, especially if you're talking about engaging in unprotected sex. That's when you, you need to get away from the shame and really make sure you're doing the right thing. So a story came across me the uh, the feed today about there was a gentleman who was apparently on tw- on Tinder in London, ironically enough, um, recently was sentenced to 15 years in prison after tricking an unsuspecting blindfolded man into sex. So apparently uh, the gentleman who was a victim in this story was apparently on Tinder looking for partners. Um, this gentleman apparently, um, I guess, I don't know. I'm not on Tinder, so I don't know what the technical terminology is, but I guess he, he, he swiped to the right or left. Someone has to let me know. But he swiped in one direction that said he was approving such and such picture. Apparently the person he swiped on, the guy who was victimized, thought was a woman. So he meets up with this individual. They meet up somewhere at his apartment. Um, the person then uh, apparently has been told to blindfold himself before they get into the apartment. So that's already a red flag. If someone says, hey, we have a date, I want to meet up, but you have to blindfold yourself before I reveal myself to you, you should be concerned. So that should have been, okay, what's going on here? Let me not, you know, but apparently this gentleman thought, well, sounds like a plan. So he apparently blindfolded himself, went into the apartment, and apparently the person who he went into the apartment was a man and not a female. I guess he assumed it was a female based on a Tinder profile. It was actually a man. Apparently the man was in the apartment. I guess he has started to sexually uh, advance and essentially start to sexually please the man before the man removed his blindfold saw it was a man pleasing him. Then immediately left, called the police. The guy was then arrested. So it was an unfortunate story. And uh, you could argue that maybe the man was, you know, who knows if this is true or not? Who knows? This is, you know, you can you have to look at stories literally with a, with a, with a, I don't know what the term is, but you, you got to be careful when you look at these stories because sometimes they can be lies. But this is what we're seeing. It sounds crazy, but hey, it's possible. 
So, you know, you want to be careful. Now, I'm just saying, like, at the very least, you should. This hopefully is not something people are doing, blindfolding themselves before meeting people they don't know and then trying to have sex with these people as well. Like, you're really just putting your life out there. You know, God bless you if you if you get like doing stuff like that. But you should never, I mean, again, never do anything that could potentially put you at risk for being, you know, exposed to something that you don't know what it is. So this is really the extreme example of that. But having intercourse with someone unprotected and not knowing their history is fairly similar because both of them could you could end up crapped out in the game of life. So just be smart, be smart, everybody. Don't be dumb and just make sure you're looking clearly into the situation you're about to leap into. Definitely don't want to be blindfolded before doing so. So, um, you know, in a nutshell, be safe, everybody. It's the end of the show. Stay tuned. We got more exciting shows. Very cool guests coming up, guys. So really, really stay tuned. We got some really good motivation guests, some really cool stories. A lot of good stories I've been, I've been running into. A lot of people reaching out to me. So we got some good stuff planned. Stay tuned to the Health of Wealth Connection. You don't want to miss it. Again, it's Dr. Bear here. Appreciate you guys for checking us out. Afrobiotics Radio. Check it out. Awesome station. Again, I'm on soundcloud.com backslash HW Connection. Again, Dr. Barry here. Thanks for joining us. 